Hello to our dope village. Happy April hump day. Hump day, hump day, hump day. <laughs> in, a, in a month, Lynn, that literally has lasted about five years. I'm Julie Foudy. She's Lynn Ozawi. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Jules. How you doing? How's your April? You know, uh, adapting and adjusting. <laughs> I will say... The lilacs are ever so slowly creeping in here in Cleveland, and I just cannot wait for the day that they're in bloom. We're getting some life in Cleveland. That's <laughs> something to celebrate. Without a doubt. And you know what else we should be celebrating instead of just April Hump Day? What's that? Whose birthday is it, Lynn? <laughs> April 15th, party people. Uh. Lynn. Lynn Olzawi. Big Aww. birthday. Thanks, Friday, Jules. Sister. Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday, my friend. Thanks, I hope Jules. You find something fun to do at home amidst the quarantine. What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much everyone right now. <laughs> got, got no plans. <laughs> Got nothing, really. I got oh, nothing. My friend set up a Zoom call. I'll send you the invite. Okay, please let me join oh, the party. Gosh. All right, in our never-ending quest to hunt joy, we have a- another bonus episode of Just for Laughs. This one we called our friends Gabby Reese and Laird Hamilton, and we are super excited to have both of them on from their house. Gabby is a former pro volleyball player, model, model, actress, best-selling author, fitness guru. Uh, she hosts a new podcast. She just started called The Gabby Reese Show. Yes, she literally has done it all. And guess what? So is her husband. Laird is an iconic big wave surfer an innovator, a best-selling author as well, a health and fitness leader as well. He has his own apparel company, his own coffee brand, his own superfood. Sadly, I just confirmed there are no layered donuts yet. I say yet. Um, and they still look like Greek gods. And we have Zoom to prove it. So get comfortable listening. It's Gabby and Laird. Kick back. Surviving, surviving. Is that inappropriate to call you by your maiden name, even though? I don't know. I think you're just I don't know. You're Miss Reese. Everywhere we go, she's Miss Reese. They're like, are you Mr. Reese? I'm like, no, I'm not Mr. Reese. People don't call me Reese. They call you Miss Reese. But you are Fowdy. Anyway. They call you Reese. I, I, I go by Fowdy. Reese. Oh, they call me G. G. Oh, do, you, do you go by uh, Gabby Reese Hamilton? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 You do? I, I she go goes by, by Miss Reese, too. I, go, I just go by Gabby. And I've, I've, I just I've learned to not be offended by it. I've learned to yes. not be offended by the fact that people call her Miss Reese. I'm like, no problem. 
The hotel room see. is great. Do you want a room, Mr. Hamilton? Um, yeah, I like a room, but I like to be in the room she's in. Oh, my God. We've been together almost 25 <laughs> years. It's like children and dinners yeah, yeah. and laundry. And, and it's still mysteries, which is fine. It's you can beyond. see it doesn't bother me. It's no. beyond. I, I can see you're doing really well with that, Laird. Yeah, not. <laughs> okay, can you two, Miss Reese and Mr. Reese, uh, yes. set the scene, please? Well, we're in, well, Malibu, we're in, we're yeah, in Malibu, we're, California. We're in Malibu in quarantine with two of our daughters, yeah. and we've also quarantined with some, uh, like a neighbor that's a couple. Yeah. Um, the whole time, yeah. and um, so we have a little, we have a little posse that we quarantine with yeah. that we're just. Kind of all in it. We won't be together. friends when it's all over. Yeah, but we're getting through right we now. We might not be married, and we definitely won't be the parents of our children. But yeah, right now we're in it. We haven't we're started beating them yet, but it is the thought. That's what I say. My measuring stick of success is is that if I haven't tied them to a chair with masking tape over their mouths in the next month, this is victory. This is big. This is big. This is big. Are you sure your kids aren't saying that about you as well? Yeah, of course. All right. It's a harder thing to do, though. You should see. They look at us like, uh. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, uh, an interesting well, time. Well, 12 and us, 16, normally, right? What's that? 16 and 12 girls at home and then mm-hmm. um, a grown daughter out of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like smoke signals, like hey, how you guys doing? This is this time of year we, we would be in Hawaii, so that's that's uh, the fact that we're here now is I mean part of it is because of this whole current oh. this this incarcerate incarceration situation that we're in. I call you it would be oh, incarceration. <laughs> incarceration. You would be. You would be um, driving down those big waves right now, right? In Hawaii, you go for the winter months, I imagine. Yeah, well, this is the end of the season, and actually right now there's not a lot out there, fortunately, so I don't have to practice self-restraint. But, yeah, this, this, is, this would be – normally it's December and January. My favorite thing is when guys from Hawaii call Laird when he's in California and talk about how great the surf is or going to be, and Laird will not be there, that I really love being the person there. Well, that's, be- that's probably not as bad as fasting, though. We won't get into that. After oh, what? So, so when I start to fast, as the as the fasting goes on, she moves further and further away. Like as we go, <laughs> by the end, she's like down the hallway somewhere. I'm like, where are you? And yeah. she's like, it's like he's so it's unbelievable. It's so and then like he after Easter, he decided, oh, I'm going to fast the whole rest 36 hours. And then my my 16 year old daughter who is like eating like amounts of food was cooking in the kitchen meat that was smoked in butter and Laird is on the couch 20 feet away fasting so pissed off because he's not eating (laughs) and I'm just like I gotta get out of here. I wasn't that pissed off. Don't don't over exaggerate my my don't project on me how you think I might be feeling. Okay. Okay. Wait you you were fasting over Easter, and you just said, Laird, I heard that. It's done? Or are you still doing it? No, no. Yeah, I'll finish this up. Like, after we have this conversation, yeah. I'll start to eat, and then I'll just eat till dark. Yeah. So I'm going to start at, like, 1 o'clock, and I'm going to eat all the way till dark, and then then it'll be good. Then I yep. can – maybe I'll fast again. <laughs> I don't know. Fasting and feasting, we call it. Fasting Was and feasting. The intermittent, intermittent fasting? Something? No. version of that? 
In inner, yeah, yeah, but an extended it doesn't version. sound very it's intermittent at all. It sounds very long and tedious. Yeah. If you don't go beyond thirty to to thirty hours or more, you yeah. don't actually get the the the, tr- the true benefits of fasting. Intermittent fasting, you get separate benefits. So yeah. having an eating window and doing those things definitely give you a benefit. Not quite the same as as you do when you go extended. It, it's not really that big a deal. We were designed to not eat. Can we um? Can you cheat donuts in there anywhere? See, I should send him to you when he wants to fast. That'd be really funny. <laughs> You'd be sitting by with your wine, being like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah, I know. And pounding my donuts in the other hand. <laughs> I'm always like, "Can I get you anything?" That would get. That would be good. It would be like you know, it'd be like Navy, Navy SEAL training. It'd be like you're, I'm, I'm getting tempted, <laughs> and I have to restrain myself. That'd be good. It's, it's part of uh, the next level of fasting. Can I dangle yeah. dangle this food in your face and open the fridge and? It's all good. Well, well, may you not pass out during this podcast recording, Laird, since it has been about 40 hours now. It won't happen. I promise. <laughs> okay, good. And you worked out this morning. Damn! This is why he is who he is. People, good Lord. It's a Gabby, Gabby. It's like, it's non- it's exhausting. But Admit it. it. It's exhausting. It's exhausting for me. You said it's exhausting for you. Okay, I'll tell you one line that Laird did say to me years ago, and I do repeat this, and you can borrow this for yourself if you'd like. I walked in the bathroom, and we have like a glass shower. So Laird was in the shower, and I walked in the bathroom, and he, we, our eyes locked, and he knew what my eyes were saying because it had been like a day of, I don't know, some Laird-ish, Laird-ish kind of vibe sometimes. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he goes, you think it's tough to live with? He's like, try being like this. And I was like, okay. And I just left. I was like, I can actually get out of the bathroom. I don't, I'm not attached to that body. I can move out. And I remember thinking, that's so very poignant, what he's saying right now. So Live with this every day of your life. And then come talk to me. There's, yeah, there's more exactly. per, there's more perks than there are downsides. I will say that it's like the constant. It's a close race, though. No, it's not. <laughs> I always say I, I always say I tuck in behind and I just draft behind Laird and I somehow get my workout in and I'm eating well and I'm doing a bunch of stuff. He's like, I'm so tired and I'm like, yeah, just pull me along, buddy. So I think there's really good things to that. It's just attaching yeah. the two traits as part of the same behavior and being like, oh yeah. So um. Yeah, it's not. It's pretty non-wavering, for sure. It's oh, good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah. So, why, Fowdy, Why? What? What do you? Why do you want us here? <laughs> what do you want with us? We have been calling our friends because, given the times, uh, mm. we have discovered that laughter is the antidote to stress, and that we should be hunting more joy and finding more stories about joy. So we've just been calling friends and saying, hey, share with us your favorite funny story. So Gabby and Laird, it's so two funny. are funny. And I said to you, I go, I'm like, Fatty, we don't have any funny stories, like a, like a, like an episodic. Do we have anything that was like really? Well, I mean, I, one that popped in my mind that wasn't the funniest. I mean, I couldn't say that was the funny because I probably think of 10 once we're not talking about it. But uh, the, the, the time that, that we were going to, I was going to rent the, 
we're we're going to rent a house on Kauai when I first I hadn't been home in a long oh, time. Oh, okay. So you know, I, you you saw Take Every Wave, and it doesn't really get into it as much as other stories about Laird. But Laird was known. I mean, even now we joke that he's sort of like Ten- Dennis the Menace. Like I'll tell you a really quick story just to encapsulate it for you. So when he was little, um, be, you know, beyond being a rascal like guys boards would wash in and Laird would dig holes and grab their boards and throw it in and then cover it with sand and guys would get to the beach and the board was gone and, was like and they would run bed. down the beach like yeah. a mile or two down the yeah. beach then I'd dig the board up and stand in the yeah. sand and they'd, they'd be way way down the beach and then they'd see their board standing up and they'd have to run all yeah. the way back down just yeah. just like constantly like Laird constantly. don't Laird don't touch that what that don't touch yeah. that like yeah, yeah. Laird don't jump off that oh yeah. that don't jump off that yeah. and so this is like Laird, said, as a grown man in his 40s, he's in Canada snowboarding. It's actually one of my, <clears throat> I, I, I really enjoy this, but this just gives you a sense of Laird. Like you do him, he does you times 10 kind of thing. And so <laughs> we have these friends, Todd and his brother, Trevor, Trevor yeah. the Thompson boys. They're great skiers and snowboarders. They're all in Canada and they play a prank on you. What do they do? They like trip you or something? No, no, this was competition. This was like ping pong, me and Wildman, and they 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 beat us but there was some bad calls so and so, and so of course so they're you know dinner. how i am a little temperamental about the calls oh my gosh so they're they're so they get into volleyball me in the practice dummy but that's oh, that's bad sorry about that yeah. i'm not gonna make that stop so they're so so larry's at dinner and then he excuses himself to go to the quote bathroom Okay. And he comes back. How long did it take you? Like 15? Yeah, 10 or about 15 minutes. Maybe yeah. a little long. 15. It was a long bathroom. So they finished night. dinner and then they they had their version of dessert, whatever. And the guys go to leave in their minivan. And um, what, what, well, what I did just, they have? I, I, I shoveled snow into their minivan <laughs> to the point where you couldn't get in the minivan. It was <laughs> full of snow. And, I, I, and then I had like, I just put like their hood and their goggles and stuff like on a, on a kind of quick snowman. It wasn't really like a snowman, but yeah. you look like some snow figures in the uh, car. Yeah. And it was just, I just, I just literally as quick as I could shovel and get the stuff in there. And then it got hard like a rock. So they had to like, they, they I don't think they ever really got all of the snow out before they had to return it. Yeah. So this it, is just like a set. And this is later in his forties, I believe. So let's back it up. We've been together a couple years. I think we were just getting married. Yep. And, um, and so, we uh, we go to rent a house and like we're both working and making a good living and um, we're renting a pretty nice house on Kauai. And I had heard stories about Laird and I knew I'd seen glimmers of like some rascally kind of bits, but you know, nothing crazy. We go in, we give the deposit check, then we give the rent check. And I swear to God, the lady knew Laird because it's on his native island of Kauai. So she knew Laird when he was young and she hadn't really seen him in about 20 years. And the look of sheer panic and horror <laughs> to hand us <laughs> to this house. And I was like, what is going on with this woman? Because she could not separate the behavior of Laird. Yes. I, I like, yes, we're renting the she house was- and there's, Cleaning deposit, security deposit, yeah, like, but like she was just like she was like trying to give it, and I was like just yeah, like no. she would not give it to us because she kept looking at Laird like I I just I remember this person. I mean, we have so many of these stories. I was standing one time, you know those video rental boxes, you know the red uh-huh. box or whatever. I was yeah, standing yeah. there with our who looks a lot like Laird when he was young, and she didn't know me. This very sweet little bit small older lady, and she kept looking at Reese and looking at Reese. 
And she looks up into me and she says in this like thick, like Hawaiian Portuguese lady accent, she's like, is this child connected to Laird? And I was like, oh yes. And it's a small place. So I thought she, rec- you know, kind of recognized like yeah. me, maybe I'm Laird, right? whatever. And, mm-hmm. and uh, she goes, oh yeah. I used to teach him in like the third or fourth grade and I carried a lot of worry for him. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, it's just nonstop. You know, like, it's just, I carried a lot of worry for I him. That is good. And, and literally, like, I always try to tell people, like, you know, Larry, like, really is like a very responsible, loving, kind parent. And people from that knew him from so long ago are like, oh, wow, that's so great. Or, <laughs> or, you'll, or you'll have people, I don't know if you guys ever experienced this in your own life, like, I'll have people that knew Larry. 40 years ago and they're like well you know how Laird is and I'm like uh, okay but Laird today or like Laird like 40 years ago like he's a little different you know like there's a there's is a he, lot of that is he no, Gabby yeah, is he okay wait it's like you know I mean is he really rasp- it's still rasping down in there somewhere it's just different. yeah it's still there okay think, wait speaking of teachers the story in your movie Movie Laird, Take Every Wave, which I was telling you we all watched as a family last night, which is fantastic. People should go watch it. Um, the one about the teacher was it? Was that the teacher, Gabby? Tell that story oh, no, about no, that was a different teacher. Teacher. all the teachers. All <laughs> Tell the that teacher. one. Come on, come on. <laughs> the chairs. Oh, well, that yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. All the desks out the window and well, no, all the, you, here. I'll give you a great one. This is a great story, and just because I I remember it quite well, is so at our school it was a U-shaped school, right? So I, and there was a flagpole in the center, so you had class like, and my mom came for a teacher parent conference, and of course that always involved yeah. the principal, uh, in mm-hmm. my case, and so they were having a conference in the principal's what, office. What grade were you? Fifth grade, fifth, okay. probably fifth grade. So eleven or twelve, just to give you some yeah, reference. Fifth grade. Um, my mom forgot she left her keys in the car, in her car, and so I was like, "Wow, the keys are in the car." And there's some girls on the, there was some girls up on the deck, you know, like in the, at the class. And I'm like, "Awesome, an opportunity, show off!" Here we go. So I went and I got my mom's Volkswagen, and it had been raining, cause, like it always does on the on the wettest spot on earth. And I got, and I was doing uh, donuts around the flagpole in the center of the schoolyard, literally. And out of the corner of my eye, 11 years old. Out of the corner of my eye, yeah. I see the principal's head stick out of the door like, like that. And I see him and I just shut down the thing. And he comes out of the door. And then anyway, he proceeded to chase me. principal back? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so and he is- proceeded to chase me, run after me. And I will say, that I did complete the presidential uh, thing award and got the top thing oh, the every yeah the fitness every time I was at the top of the thing right but he chased me for like a mile and a half and couldn't <laughs> catch me and he was very upset and then about the and fact then, that he couldn't catch and me. then fast forward to when we moved back to Hawaii <laughs> we would be on the river and Mr. Beck Principal Beck same principal same yeah principal. Same. <laughs> he would be paddling man-powered and Laird would be behind him coming up on a boat and you could feel the great discomfort of <laughs> and I mean we did that for a solid 10 years that we lived they'd be like absolutely hey Laird that's why people like, never go back to their hometown yeah like they pretty much went once they yeah. if they behave like um, that growing up, they yeah. just don't move back they, no just yeah too much. but you don't get to change yeah yeah so no we, matter what um, you're still we do that and then 
I mean, as far as funny stories with our kids, I don't actually think we have any different stories <laughs> than other parents. Our children think we don't know anything. Um, our youngest <laughs> daughter has discussed surfing with Larry, which is also very, I mean, but you don't go do that kind of surfing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you know, specifically you know, types like, of surfing. And yes. What I do and don't do. Yeah. Cause you yeah. don't, you're not like doing that, the yeah. surfing that they do. But meanwhile, she doesn't realize that Larry grew up doing prone, small, short board yeah, yeah. surfing, but like, you don't do that. Yeah, there's probably not too many things in surfing that you have kinds of ways that I haven't right. spent time. So doing. we get that, like, we don't really know about <laughs> too much. Um, I mean, you know, we're annoying. Do they surf, by the way? Do the girls surf? Absolutely not. No. Do, do something different from your parents. Our youngest daughter is a natural surfer. Yeah. So she surfs occasionally with her friends. They will not, they do, would Well, and they're surf. great in the ocean. They're great yeah. swimmers. They're great. Yeah. They're, they, you know, they, they can, you don't have to think about oh, yeah. it. And I, if there's any watercraft of any kind, they can drive They it. excel in all yeah. the watercraft categories. I, I but will tell you a line I heard uh, a few weeks ago. I think in, 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 typically we're probably not, not the most complicit people in general. Like it's sort of like, well, let me see, let me see. And so why would you be surprised when you have children that are like the same, completely <laughs> non-compliant, right? Like when I see children that are like, oh yes, I'm like, what's that like? And my little <laughs> daughter is very tall and and lean like tiny she got that. and she jumps all the time and she's fiercely competitive and she's social she's my first kid that i ever said hey you know you might like volleyball it's kind of fun and uh -huh. when i tell you this is what came out of her mouth i don't want to be you and i was like <laughs> yeah no i'm not saying like be me i'm saying like you might actually yourself individually enjoy this i've never actually said this to your sisters my middle daughter is actually probably not built to leave the ground that much she's so big and strong that you just it needs to be used in a different way and my oldest right. oldest did other things so this is the first kid i ever said it to and that's what she came back with me she said, i don't want to be you and i was like yeah no i don't want you to be me i just want i thought it I was like an invitation you. it could yeah. be fun and she will never tell her friends that um, her, she has friends that are in yeah, volleyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I show up to pick her up, sometimes it's the mother that will recognize me and be like, oh, sweetie, you should talk to Brody's mom about volleyball. And the kid's like, well, why? Because Brody <laughs> never says that her parents, like, doesn't say that we, her dad served, yeah. like, none of it. And that's always bad. They, they want to have no attachment, nope. no connection. We're yeah. not connected to those people. Mm -hmm. In fact, you guys are... Well, we're commoners, actually. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, why do we train so hard? So, so yeah. relax, you know. So, but, I mean, not, but we don't have the – we seem like we should have some more funny stories than that. <laughs> I think our whole life – I think the whole thing – I think the whole thing is, like, a, it's an ongoing it's comedy with some errors. trauma in it. It's yeah. a comedy of errors, yeah. actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just – it goes on. I don't know. Do we have any other really specific funny – I don't know how funny it is, but I know that when I would practice with volleyball with you, and then you would drive, home. and then I would drive home in the back of the truck, and I had these giant dogs, dogs. in me, and I'd be sitting against the tailgate, probably kind of pissed off, and the dogs would just lick my oh. face, and she'd be looking in the mirror, and I think she thought that was funny. She was probably <laughs> amused by by that. Well, okay. Maybe not totally amused because of the crap I said right before that. Maybe you guys can relate to this. So Laird obviously doesn't come from man-on-man -man sports, as he calls oh, it. Oh, here we go. Right? Here I've, we I've go. been sitting watching football with him, and he's like, wow, these man-on-man -man sports. And I'm like, wow, he just really said that. And that was like a real comment. Because he's so amazed that like referees can impact games and like weird rules and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, 
make it, don't make it, live, die. Yay, these are measurements I understand, <laughs> right? So, so we, anyway, so. Well, these we, are easier things We were to playing, Fadi, have you, you run across uh, Stephanie Cox, right? Yeah. Okay. So we Stephanie went to Cox, high school together. Exactly. Stephanie Cox is my setter. You know what a bridge yeah. is, uh, and it hasn't changed. I talked to her like a couple days ago, Aww. and she was like, "Had her glass." She's like, "An afternoon drinking." I was like, "In quarantine, you know." So she goes, uh, "They throw the ball." So it'd be like if someone's offside in soccer or something like some weird technicality. They threw the ball. We go, "That's a throw." You chucked it. That was a point. Game. We're done. And Laird could not believe. He's like. You are comfortable winning on that call, and we were like, "Oh hell yeah, we're comfortable." Uh, yeah, yeah, you good with it. Sport, and it's like they're going to give you something or whatever it takes, you take it. And he could not get his brain around there that within we, lies the, the discrepancy that we were okay. I was like, "You're going to win like that? Oh, That's how you want to win? That's how you want to win? Absolutely. That's how you want to win? You're sick." You lost. That's how you want to win. You're going to win like that. You didn't make the slightest on the drug test. You know how that goes. Whatever. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and he just couldn't believe it. You want to win, like you that. feel good about that. Like you you know, that. Yes. Stephanie was like, <sighs> that made you feel. You yeah. feel. You felt like you earned yeah. that win and that win. So we had a lot of that. Lair, did you play? You never played organized sports. I'm taking. I'm taking. This is what I'm taking. Uh, I, I, mean, Not I, a, I got baited in a teeny bit a couple times for like Pop Warner and some other basketball stuff, but it was pretty short lived, and it wasn't the great. I didn't live in a great environment to participate in team sports just because of the nature of a man I was the only blonde guy you know man. so that makes you oh like, yeah that was some big Polynesian your, guys that are like oh yeah for your own teammates <laughs> well I will tell you you I mean maybe you don't want to win that way on a call like that but when I'm watching you ride some of those big waves on and take every wave um in your movie like literally, I am like the man is insane. What is he doing? I mean, when you would drop into those things, and what did my son say? What was which I thought was a great question. What was your what was your scariest, most scary? Yeah, scariest wave. I was like, that's all scary when it gets like that. I mean, it's- yeah. Well, I think though that's interesting, and I just see this from observing Larry for all these years. What people don't realize is how methodical. I mean, all joking aside like how dead serious and how methodical and calculated. And I've heard Laird say, Hey, listen, the bigger it is, the slower we move. So I think it's important that it is like you're working up to something. This is like a, this is literally, I mean, well, it's a lifetime. It's a, it's a culmination of a lifetime. Imagine you start swimming in a shore break and the place that I learned to swim was at pipeline. One of the most dangerous in the world. Your lifeguard. And I used to get, I used to get washed off the shore you know, when I was three and four years old, constantly. And so the lifeguard would have to come save me. And then, and then they would come, you know, after a while, they, it was taught, you know, it was taking too much work. So they're like, Hey, can you just keep Larry at home? And then my, I'd crawl out my window. My mom would put me in my room to go to take a nap. And I crawl up. I'd never take a nap. I don't know. I thought I was, I know I crawl out the window, go down to the beach. I'd be out in the light. You know, I'd be, I'd be out in the rip current again, but, uh, but so that starting there and just starting at such a young age and then working, you know, working your way through that, through, you know, a one foot wave, a two foot wave, a three foot wave, a four foot wave, a 10 foot, a 15. I mean, you, first of all, you have to have the desire to continue on because there's plenty of people that learn at that, at, you know, when they're young, but they don't continue to have a desire to, to keep pushing 
themselves further on. But it, it, you know, it's it's. I mean, it, it's a culmination of a lifetime of understanding and experience, and of course the the that there is the presence of the, uh, you know, the threat is there and ever present, but it's always there. You know, the fact is, is that, that we're always under threat and it's actually a more honest way to kind of go about your life, to be aware and to, and to, and to believe that you're, that you are under threat and that there's always something threatening. And to, because you live that, you just live more, more consciously. So yeah. I will, you know, I will say as like your partner, and it's interesting now that we're in this time of, um, you know, I call it staying home. Laird well, calls threat. it. Laird, yeah. Laird calls it um, domestication. Yeah, incarceration. <laughs> no, incarceration. I'm like, we're staying home. Laird's incarceration. Okay. So, but I think what's interesting is it is actually closer to how he always lives, which mm. is I'm not going to waste my time on a lot of like white noise, and I'm not going to pretend I'm in charge or in control of everything. So it it has been interesting as somebody me personally who's like very, um, you know, like I'm planning and I'm linear and I'm, I am trying to control my environment more to be with somebody who's like, listen, life is really actually precious. And so what do we want to be doing with this time? And it's about like, we'll eat together. Have you noticed mother nature? Um, have you taken care of yourself? Have you been pursuing, have you worked hard in an honest way have you been pursuing something that means really something to you? I think all of that has been a very interesting, um, I mean, it's actually an honor as Laird's partner to live with somebody who really lives like that. Cause it is a reminder to me sometimes of like, but you've come to it, but you've come to it on your, my t- yeah. what am I filling my brain with? Yeah. What um, are you? What and, are you? And yeah. so, That's in so a way, it's just so healthy too, right? To be uh, able to in that moment, flip it to that. Yeah. Well, you guys have naturally come there at this point. You're like, you're saying, Hey, what do we think? What do we believe is one of the things that is the most beneficial that we can do? Okay. Laugh. Right. Right. And, 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 and how do we do that? You don't laugh by yourself. I mean, maybe you do, but there's homes for people (laughs) like that. Yeah. I mean, and there, and you have some of those inner internal laughs that, that, but in general, that usually means that there's, there's community, right? There's friends, there's family, there's friends, there's somebody and a situation that's created to create that. That's honest. That's an honest way to live. Like in, in the priority of life, okay, good food, being healthy because healthy body creates healthy mind. I mean, you know, everybody goes like, hey, well, I, you know, I'm feeling flipped out. Well, hey, take care of your body and get good sleep and eat well and, and work work out, do some effort to make yourself worthy of sleep. And you guys know it. You're, you're, you have a life of that. You know how good you feel when you're exhausted and actually how tolerant you are when you're exhausted. You're, you're not tolerant when you're not exhausted, but you're a lot more tolerant when you're tired. You're like, sure. Knock yourself out. That usually bothers me. It doesn't. Says but, the guy and, who lives yeah. with, you know, yeah, all women Four women. So, so he's like, I'll be over I got a male dog getting, getting super tired. Yeah. And like, then I can deal with, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Of you. yeah, yeah. Then I can deal with the moon. Oh yeah, that's, that's the, the moon, other thing. Now the we moon. Gotta, yeah, menstrual cycles and moons. That's the a moon. whole conversation. The moon. They're gonna be like, everybody, calm down. It's yeah. a full moon. Yeah. And I think some of these people yeah. maybe are on their thing. Could, you know? I mean, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying. It. I'm just saying that the moon does affect the movement of the ocean, and so you know, the water moving. <laughs> you you should ask Laird his um his New Year's resolution because it fits in with your theme. His, his New Year's resolution. Oh the same every year every year oh uh, what is it do you tell for fun 
Have more fun. Laugh more and have more fun. Laugh more and have more fun. Love Aww. that. Aww. Uh, real quick, before Lynn asks the final question, we'll let you go. Right. Um, Gabby, you started a new podcast, which I was listening to the other day. Congratulations, the Gabby Reese Show. And, and you were interviewing Carrie, and that was Laird's question, which I thought was a great one. Are you still having fun? Right? Harry Walsh Jennings, I should say. Volleyball stud. Yeah, she's amazing. I, you know what's interesting is I just think um, we, you know, we, we live in this life and then we think oh, we have all these things that we're supposed to or have to do and hit all these marks. And I think sometimes trying to understand that no matter what, you're going to have to work hard in life and, um, you know, be good to tell the truth and try to be kind to people um, but after that, like trying to keep asking yourself, what is your thing that sort of, and it isn't about like, oh, I feel happy. I don't think that that's possible, but those moments of joy or like I'm pursuing something. And even if it's hard, I'm, it, you know, I, I believe in it and just kind of trying to remind people that um, any way you're going to do it, it's not easy. Um, and that's no. not what it's about, but it's yeah. like finding your, your thing. So um, I love to talk to people because I always learn from them and I'm inspired by them. And, um, well, and, you, so. and Gabby has a, I mean, I met Gabby being oh, yeah. inter- interviewed by Gabby. Gabby's been yeah. people for a long time. Gabby's very good at interviewing people. One Thank of the, you. I mean, besides the fact that she, she, it, she, it's about them ultimately. Cause sometimes people interview people and it's about the people that, but the people that are interviewing, not the interviewees, it's like, hey, is right. this about you or is it about the people? So she she has a knack for really doing that, and and I think that's an art. I think that's a, a real skill to 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 really know how to interview people correctly. He was mean in the beginning of the interview. I, I'm not joking. <laughs> I just thought you were. No, he was. Like, ah, I thought you were a pretty like, cute bimbo. I was like, wow, this is going to be a very long day with this guy. <laughs> and then after the interview, he was like a different person. I realized like, the level of your intelligence. It was a, you're, I mean, you're smart. You won him over in your how many minute interview. And then look at fast forward, how many years? 20? Well, 24. 24. Yeah. Good Lord. I know, right? Good Wait, stuff. Lynn, what's your, will you have a final question? I actually, I'm going to do two final questions. Okay. Since both of you are so incredibly active and health conscious, what is, your number one thing that all of us can do right now to stay healthy? You can go first. Well, I mean, I think there's a long list. I think, I think, uh, we'll take the list. I think, I think the most important, the most important thing you can do right now is to be careful about what information that you are absorbing and just, and what, and how that's affecting, uh, your, your psyche. Because I, I think that, Mm -hmm. that, that our minds, you know, will, will, will be a bigger issue than, I mean, I think, I think I listen, of course, hydration and of course, a breathing conscious breath work. I think keep conscious your, breath work, keep your mouth closed. I, I think, uh, of course, good sleeping, but I, I think we really have to be conscious about our attitudes and that is, you can't absorb all this negativity and think, wow, man, I, I can just have a positive attitude. I go, there's no one that can do that. That's like saying I can eat donuts all day long and I'm going to be in shape. I'm like, yeah, no, you can have a donut. You can have a donut, but you can't eat donuts all day long 
every day and be in shape. So it, it, you, I mean, it's, and then you have to, you have to treat it like that. I think you have to treat it. Yeah. Like and, I, that. and I think during that process too, is like having a loved one that you can go to say, like I can say to Larry, Hey, today I'm not handling it well. And I feel wonky. So being able to express it, but then saying, I've got to move on from that. And the other thing I think is important, and this is maybe not the most obvious thing because both of us, like, you know, there's the kind of raw, go, go meathead side of things is also not to think you're supposed to be being high performance right now. What I try to tell people is actually you're supposed to be maintaining right now. So Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is that you can do, not beating yourself up that you're not um, going crazy. Yeah. Yeah, But but support yourself with like good food and really good rest because it's going to be tempting. The problem is, is now we're not getting enough exercise. So we're not as tired and then we're worried. So now our sleep is impacted. The best thing we could do is make sure we're sleeping because that's going to fortify, you know, if we're saying, Hey, I don't want to get the Corona. If I get it, I can recover quickly. This is our shot. This is what we can do. Yeah. Well, this is an opportunity to, you know, I mean, I've been through some injuries in the past that, you know, for a year you're, you can't, perform and you're wondering if you're going to be able to. So I've had, I mean, injuries in a way are, are a similar situation to what we're in right now for the individual. It just happens to be, this is for everybody. And so it's a similar mentality, like, Hey, I'm going to work on things that, that, that I would like to do and that, that I haven't had the time because the way life is, or because I'm so busy doing my physical things, but now I can't. So now I'm stuck in this thing. So taking it, you know, take it, take, take the opportunity to spend time learning some something or do something that you that you that you that you uh, that, that you like, you're interested that's, in. That's, that's fascinating because that's I haven't I had never thought of that analogy, Larry. Because you know the thing too that is true with injuries is the players that have the best mindset during that injury. And what do you hear of the players who come back from it? They say it was a chance for me to realize how much I loved what I was doing or how much I appreciated my sport or my teammates. And it was a chance for me to explore new adventures and new, you know, frontiers. And those people that are able to flip it to a positive, and then I realized I need to work my ass off to get back here and get better. And I now have the energy to do it, right? It's the same thing, right? How are you approaching this? Yeah, and, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but you see you see that, the, that there's monumental injuries there's monumental situations that really define players make people come turn into something that they might not have been had i not broke my ankle when i was such and such i wouldn't be the person i am just because and i can i can i can you know again we can just define it simply by saying failure let's go to failure and say failures are the things that have made up made me i would say in my life as you said to me tell me about your failures i would say those are the things that have made me great like the thing, if you want to say, if I am great, if, if there's anything great about me, the failures that are what have made me great, not my accomplishment. Okay. Making it's great and winning. That's wonderful. But the losing or the, and what you do with that and what that is. And this is, this is that right now. This is that, this is a version of that, whether we like it or not. This is a, a, a form of failure. Like the system's failing uh, the, 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 how our health is are failing. Something's failing to the point where we got to, now we have to stop and kind of reevaluate. Okay. Hey, what's important? Uh, how am I going to fortify myself? How am I going to get through this? You know what? I mean, how am I going to earn a living? How am I going to do whatever, whatever it is that people are stressed by? Um, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is a time to, 
to, to deal with that. I, I'll tell you, and Lynn, we want to hear your last question, but I'll tell you a really quick story. Um, Laird went surfing. You know, it's interesting when you, like when I played volleyball, I had it all, and, and you know, with soccer and basketball, same thing. Like it's kind of, it's all organized and it's like you have your players that you're playing with and against. It's not like you're with everyone. Right. And Laird, when he surfs, a lot of times he's surfing with everyone and he goes out and he's surfing and it's like an average size day. It's nothing crazy. And cause he loves the water. He goes out, whether it's big or small or whatever. And I guess some guys said, Hey, I, I, I saw you, you know, and, and, uh, and then I, I saw you fall. Like I saw you, and Laird's like, you saw me fall. You saw me wipe out. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. Like he couldn't believe it. And Laird's like, I have fallen on more waves than you have ridden. <laughs> like, sometimes I think that that's what we all have to be reminded. It's yeah. like, you know, if you're really going to do something, you're going to wipe you're, it out. You're miss a lot. And, um, sure. and that, that's all just okay. You know? So anyway, Lynn, did you want, did you have one more for us? We've been closing out these just for laughs episodes by asking all of our guests the same question, which is in this time, what is something that you have a newfound appreciation for? I mean, I, I, I actually weirdly, am so great. Um, I know it sounds weird, but I, I, we were joking about our daughters, but separately and stepping back from them and trying to view them as, as the individual people that they are, is they are being so calm and cool mm-hmm. in this. And so I am also not only so, um, I admire their way that they're handling this in a, in a real way, but I am also um, strongly grateful for the, like, that I can stay calm and Laird can stay calm because you realize they are also emulating us. However, you know, the thing is, is I was watching, I listened to Esther Perel and she was saying, you can recognize that you are fortunate in a situation like this. Like we have room, we have space, we have a place Mm -hmm. to train. We don't, we don't live um, paycheck, paycheck to paycheck and you can have your feelings. So it's still, it's like, so you were always recognizing like, Hey, I'm in the best case scenario, but this ability as a family to kind of be quasi tested, um, you know, and to, for everybody in the family to sort of say, Hey, we're going to be cool. Like we're going to keep it together. I really, I really appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I appreciate uh, that the clock has slowed down that, mm. that normally the clock is just, you're always behind the, you know, you're behind it. You're just behind it and you're always behind it. And it just, it just is moving at a pace that, that we're incapable of staying with. And right now it just seemed like that thing just came to a halt and it's just slowly moving. And I, I think it's a, I know for me personally, uh, it's a reminder, uh, a continued reminder about what, what is important. Right. And, and what you realize is important. It, it, it makes it, it just wipes everything away. And it's like, okay, your health. Okay. First of all, it's like, if you're not healthy and we, and we know that and, and when we're not healthy, we always say that, but this is like, this is, this is right now. It's like, Hey, health. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's important. Everybody being healthy that you care, you, your health and everybody you care about their health. Uh, and then a good meal, amazing. What a good meal, a good, a, a good meal is with people that you care about, you know, and, and okay. And then, 
and then some sort of physical exertion, whether you're breaking rocks, digging holes, cutting trees, whatever that physical physicality is, uh, a moment to read a book, actually read a book, but just what are the priorities and what, what, you know, when you strip everything away and we have so many things going on, what really is, you know, do we all really just want? And I think it's just that simple, right? Just these moment, the moment together, good sleep, good food, you know, be tired. I mean, you know, there's not, it it doesn't, I mean, okay, you have to provide for yourself to survive. We know that, but at the end, it's pretty simple. Like it's, 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 and we made it, we've just made it too complicated. It just seems like we're so complicated. And that, and, and that's why the clock, we can't keep up with the clock because the complication just doesn't, I mean, we got phones to make things more convenient and it's only become more complicated. And at the end you realize it's, it's probably pretty, I think the animals have it pretty dialed. They're like procreation, you know, food, so maybe play, jump, ride waves if you're a dolphin. You know, a couple simple things. Here we are. Okay, good. Everybody good? Pretty good? Okay, good. They're actually ecstatic that we're slowing down, don't you think? They're like, thank God I can actually breathe again. The animals are thinking this. Yeah, I think this, you know, that will be our challenge too when we go back to whatever normal is, right? That some sense of normalcy is just remembering to dial it back a little bit. That will be the challenge. That would be the, because we're going to want to, we're going to want to forget. We were, we're going to want to get right back into the routine of how everything was as quickly as we can. And we have a human uh, capacity to, forget. to forget on yeah. purpose because if we didn't, we wouldn't be able to continue on. And so the whole, the, the design of, of, of us is to continue on no matter what. So we're going to blow through that. And, and all of a sudden a couple of years going to be like, Oh, you remember that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I remember that. I mean, but we're going to, we're going to ignore that stuff fast. I know. Right? I know. I hope we don't. Right quick. Except Laird. <laughs> well, you two are. are Jules, can I do, yes. can I throw out one? Can I throw out one more question to you two? Yeah. Where do, where does your courage come from for both of you? I think for me personally, I grew up in a way that the minute I had um, opportunity and now I've really been, I've honed in on what I, I feel like it is grace. I think we all receive grace um, that my desire to like try to be a certain way comes from recognizing I'm living in opportunity and to take care of that or to, to be not take care of that, to be a good steward. It's really simple. You know, one thing I learned in Hawaii is like they used, no one had ownership. You were the steward of the river or the sea and the mountain. And then they traded and you weren't, you didn't own things. You were the steward. And I think when you possess opportunity, whether it's for a short period of time and it moves to something else or morphs or whatever, you're just a steward. And so if you say there's any courage for me, it's just from being like, Oh, I'm going to be a good steward. Mm, I love that. Uh, my mind, mine comes from from faith. So my true, my mind comes from faith. So true. my courage comes from faith in believing uh, that. And I would say that you know, without love, there is no faith. So you have to have love. But but I would say it would be faith. It would be my belief that that it will be okay. It is okay. We've been okay. We've been provided for. We've always been provided for. We will always be provided for. All those. I think that that belief in the unseen, I think that's where I get my courage. Uh, I can, cause I can say that that's what's gotten me through 
you know, the things I've been able to do have been that I believed it was going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. We're going to, we're going to get back to that Island. We're going to get back from the bottom of the ocean. We're going to get back off that mountain. We're going to, we're going to be back with the people we care about. So that's my, I, I get my courage from, uh, you know, the faith in my family, faith. Is that, in the, is that a faith well, in like a higher being or is it just faith yeah. that things we would do be that okay? Too. We can do that too. Yeah. I, my, I, one of the greatest things I've heard in the last couple of months, oh. they asked someone <laughs> that I respect uh, their teachings yeah. um, uh, if they believed in God. And I said, and his answer was, which was my answer. I conduct myself like he exists. so that sums it up you know i believe well i conduct myself like he exists (laughs) (laughs) there's someone up there watching over us all the time and i'm just and i'm going to conduct myself like he's because if he does and i don't i don't want that (laughs) uh you guys are fabulous thank you for taking the time to do this to share some joy thank you Thanks for all you can continue to do. And we hope that everybody that you care for, that you, that isn't okay right now gets better. And anybody that, that, that you're worried uh, about is protected and and we'll get through this. Uh, You know, I, I, I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is for real. So we, we, we are able to smile and be here, but this is a, exactly. Well, thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Aloha. Aloha. Bye. Bye. Aloha. Well, that was fun. That was good. Yeah, really good. What was your takeaway quickly? Laugh and have fun. (laughs) I know. What a great (laughs) New Year's resolution. And that it's the same every year. That is a New Year's resolution I could live by right there. I loved their mindsets. And just to your point with that question, so courageous and everything they've done in their lives. And and that's why when you read their their bios, it's they they've literally almost hit on I feel like every industry in terms of trying things and being innovative and being willing to fail and being courageous and trying on trying a new adventure and um, I have so much respect and admiration for for that and for what they've been able to do and continue to inspire. So, so grateful for both of them for for taking the time. Time again for our new favorite segment. That joke was so bad. I don't know if I should laugh or cry. Kind of like our lives right now. <laughs> Lynn, your first dumb joke. I called in support. This week. Oh, you found a friend? I found two friends. Wow. First friend up is my longtime mentor and one of my closest friends, Mr. Virgil Dominic. So Virgil had an absolutely illustrious broadcast journalism career. And he also is someone who loves dumb jokes. (laughs) So he gave me a couple. That's why we love Virgil. Jules, did you hear about the two guys who stole a calendar? No. They each got six months. <laughs> I never heard that. That's good. All right, one more from Virgil and then and then one more from another friend. Oh, wait, you're coming with three jokes? This is a new level. Wow. <laughs> We're just making up the rules as we go along. 
Next level. Okay, this is this is another one from Virgil. A lady asked me if I could please call her a taxi. All right, I said. You're a taxi. <laughs> Solid. This one, I really called in a ringer, Julie, is from Amy Liss. Oh, Amy, I bet has good ones. Okay, this is Amy. she steals from Alexa. What store do you buy donuts and bagels at? Oh, very applicable. What, then? Whole Foods. What was it? Whole Foods. (laughs) H-O-L-E foods. I get it. Okay. That's all I got. Um, my... My joke was, um, what was my joke? Oh, I have quite a few I could choose. I'm only going to tell one, though, Len. <laughs> it is, uh, um, there were, <laughs> hold on, sorry, I have to figure out how I get into it. I'm losing my mind, thanks to coronavirus. <laughs> um, there were two mushrooms in a bar. I'm sticking with my vegetables. There were two mushrooms in a bar, and, um, the one mushroom looked over at the lady mushroom and she was across the bar. And so he slid on over towards her stool and sat next to her. And he was like, hey, baby, how's it going? And she was like, I'm I'm good, thanks. He's like, hey, how you doing? Kind of suave. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. I already told you that. I'm good. He's like, hey, baby, you know, I could see you across the bar looking over at me. You want to, you know, maybe go back to my place? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm good. And he's like, come on, baby. I saw that. I saw that look in your eyes, baby. She's like, yeah, no, I'm good. And he goes, okay, come on. What's wrong? I'm a fun guy. Oh. Huh? That is that is such a classic. But again, the way in which you tell the joke and sell the joke. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh. Oh, dear, dear, yeah. dear. I'm a, fu- I'm a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. Fun guy. Oh, it's good I- stuff, Julie. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to listen. We love our dope village, and it really has been so much fun keeping in touch with everyone via social media. You can find me at Julie Foudy on Twitter and Instagram. Lynn, where are you at, sister? What are you at now? What is your deep following? Oh, I have more than 1,600 followers now on Twitter. Oh. What? You're over the thousand mark? Over the fifteen hundred mark. And nice. I am at Linozawi on Twitter and slowly but surely growing Instagram. Nice. Be sure to hashtag it laughter permitted. You can always leave us a comment on our Apple Podcast page as well. And before we go, a reminder to hunt joy. It can be anything that fills you with good vibes, like taking thirty minutes out of your workday to read a book you want to read, or it could be a solo dance party, or my personal family favorite at the moment, Izzy and I beating the boys in ping pong. It's getting very intense, but the girls, I'm happy to report, are winning. Hashtag winning. Wait, when did you get a ping pong table? Oh, we... We uh we kind of jerry-rigged one. We don't really have a ping-pong table. We took mm-hmm. a piece of wood out of the uh, garage and, you know, did that net that slides across the table that you clip on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then ordered about 100 ping-pongs because Swaggy <laughs> eats about 50 a day, and <laughs> which is a game in itself, keeping the ping-pong balls away from our dog. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, and we have been playing a lot of ping pong, so it's fun. You um, know what that sounds like to me? What? Adapting and adjusting. Adapt and adjust. Adapt and adjust. Adapt and adjust. Remember, we are in this together and we got this. And always remember, kids, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. Laugh more and have more fun.